and welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my trauma-ridden children. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are we all doing today? <laughs> We're trauma-ridden. Funny, that's the same way that my mom introduces me to her friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just hold out the therapy jar for donations. Exactly. <laughs> Shake it. Please, ma'am, may I have some more? Hi, uh, I'm Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh, yeah, I got a question for y'all. If your character were stuck on a deserted island and had to choose one food, one book, and one movie, what would they choose? <sighs> yeah, wow. It's a three-parter. Yeah. I needed time to prep for this one. This is a That's lot okay. of okay. So... For food, obviously, muscle milk. It's all you need. It's the no only question. food that you need. <laughs> uh, it's a superfood. It gets you food. everything you need in exactly. one little perfect little container. It's got muscles. It's got milk. It's got muscle milk. That's disgusting. Yeah. For books, I feel like Cecil right now probably be into something a little bit, I don't know, more philosophical, I think. Hmm. I think he's, I mean, he, he's definitely a Tolstoy fan, so he'd, he'd probably grab War and Peace. That's growth right there. Uh, and then as far as, I think, movie, uh, Die Hard. <laughs> what? That's quite on brand, actually. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see yeah. it. He's a real big, he's a real big Tolstoy fan, but also Die Hard. All right. This is, no, this is not going to be a satisfactory answer for me. I'm going to hate this answer to the day I die because oh. I wish I oh, you're going to say it, but and you're going to say it and you're going to drop like the craziest, most on character thing you've ever said. And we're all going to marvel at your ability to no, improv stuff and be um, in the moment. Okay. Um, food would be um, pizza. It's just, who it's are a, you? First of all, who oh, are I'm, you? I'm, oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Um, <laughs> Hi, my name is uh, Danielle Grisco, and my existential crisis on a regular basis is playing Brian Tolkien for the sake of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, the food that I would bring, um, that Brian would bring, would be uh, pizza. It's a comfort food. It feels like home. You can have, it's a good balance of like, you can add protein, you can add vegetables, you can take care of multiple things and also not want to hate yourself at the end of the day um, any more than Brian already does. The book would probably be um, The Complete Works of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, yeah. good one. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, and and specifically all of them because some of them are objectively terrible and, and Brian enjoys the balance of reading the ones that are really good and then also being able to read lesser than um, Sherlock novels so that he can feel superior. <laughs> and uh, so that's nice. And then uh, the, the movie, um, we're going to go with Inception. I feel like that's very on brand. Yeah. yeah. That Brian enjoys and, and can enjoy regularly of simultaneously looking for plot holes and also appreciating the different, you know, Easter eggs that are placed. I could certainly buy that. Well, hello. My name is Andy Deinhart. I'm the voice of Victoria Hightower. It's still tough, but food would be Korean barbecue. That's a, a classic that she and her friends would go to in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, book is tough. But I went with Sense and Sensibility. I figured. Uh, that makes a lot of sense for V. And Sensibility. I pecked her as more of a, an Emma girl. Oh, oh, Emma is pretty good. Damn. You've already made your answer, though. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, Gables. Sorry. Gables Sorry. Gables uh, no takesies backsies. Um, her movie is also There's a Tie. So either Attack of the Clones or the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> 
Wow, I think Attack of the Clones. I think oh you my just God. your character just came out as bisexual in the most Holy obvious shit. way. <laughs> Holy yes. shit! I was like, well, what was that my? Was, that's a galaxy brain answer right Attack there. Attack of the Clones. Wow. And it's pirates. If I'm being queerest answer oh that could have been given. Oh boy. Thanks. And uh, yeah, with that revelation, my name's Riley Wesson. Uh, I'm this campaign's dungeon master. If I had to go with uh, one of each of those, I would probably say rice for food. Just That's plain fair. rice. Well, it's very I filling. love rice. I and well, and also like if we're talking like with Danielle's answer, you can like make adjustments to pizza. Anything goes with gotcha. rice. You yeah. can make gotcha. anything with rice. Yeah. And it's super Coconut, sustainable. fish. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, hey, on Survivor, when they go off yeah. to like the little the isolated island, they get rice. That's and that's that's enough that's for really me. Smart. Um, book, I would probably say uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I could just reread that over and over. Uh, in movie, I would probably go with Sing Street. Uh, that's just probably my favorite movie of really? all time, and it's it's that's so. I don't think I've seen it. I've totally. I like, oh I my god! More people need to see that movie. It's so criminally underrated for how good it is. Um, yeah. So that's my answers really surprised at Cecil's choice of book because I feel like he would it should have gone with a farmer's almanac. Well, he has that memorized, so he doesn't need oh, to read okay. it from the <laughs> Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students traveled through the Bitter Wastes, a terrifying, seemingly never-ending land of failure, decay, and grayscale. After extensive travel dealing with exhaustion and the dangers of the wasteland, the group came upon a walkway crossing over a still pond of pitch-black water. As they crossed, they were each revealed moments of their pasts where they failed those around them in various ways, but luckily were able to keep their wits and focus about themselves. Nonetheless shaken by the experience, they sought solace in a nearby cave but were chased out by a horrifying amalgamation of body parts and food and monsters and waste. Running for their lives across the landscape, they finally crossed a rickety rope bridge to a small green light on the other side, escaping into the Sour Court Castle. They were then taken to Queen Mab, and despite making a desperate plea for her help dealing with her daughter, the Archfey seemed unable to summon the empathy and morality to match the situation, claiming that if she left, more havoc would be caused for the many and that she could not sacrifice that for the sake of one person, no matter how close she might be to them. Offering advice and healing, she summoned a servant that turned out to be the Hand in Disguise, trapping the students and stunning her mother into a catatonic state. As she went to take the Staff of Sour, though, Cecil managed to escape with a nifty use of Dispel Magic and tried to put up a fight, but she proved too strong for him and Victoria, who he also managed to free, in their broken state. As Victoria cried out desperately for Veronica to stop, the hand simply smirked and crossed back to the material plane. And that's where we are now. So you guys are in this extensive throne room of gray stone with like traces of green here and there and all just kind of on your hands and knees at this point. I mean, Victoria, you just got healed by Cecil after being knocked out. Cecil, you are out of breath from that harrowing uh, encounter. Brian, you're just probably baffled by the whole situation. Am I still stuck in that? Uh, as the hand crossed planes, the magic of the beads dropped and your force field did drop around you. So you and Karlik are now free, but the four of you are left in this broken and battered state with Queen Mab slowly coming back to her senses after that shock to her system. I mean, just goes to show that you can't look to leadership in moments of panic, am I right? Why didn't you listen? Why, why don't you care? I, I get it. I get, I get that there's responsibility and there are 
other people that you tend to and care for as leadership, but why don't you care about her? What did she do to you? She's your child. I do care. Not enough. Perhaps you are correct. Proof is in the pudding. And now we get to clean up your mess. We're fucking stuck here because of her. Because of you. If you had shown any ounce of love and kindness and care to her, maybe she wouldn't be this way. Now help us fix this situation. Mab is contemplating everything that you've said, clearly still getting over the shock of seeing her daughter and seeing the kind of person that she's become due to her own actions. She gathers herself together. I know it is truly not enough, but all I can do is apologize and try to help you. All right, so then help. With my staff gone, I only have so much time before I start to lose myself, but I do still have traces of my own power that can send you back to the material plane with healing capabilities along the way. She closes her eyes and stretches out her hands, and you see this green arcane mist start to emanate from her and start to wrap around all of you, and it kind of starts to encase each one of you, and you all feel this lightness and the strain and exhaustion that you've been experiencing start to fade away, uh, and you can all take a long rest. I have obviously made mistakes. I've obviously put the good of the many over the good of the few, and that in turn has affected the many. Perhaps we, we can never truly tell which choice is correct until we get to the other side. I hope that, unfortunately, you can fix my mistakes, and I also hope that you can learn from them. Perhaps I can learn from them too. But only time will tell. You don't deserve her. And frankly, you never did. Make an insight check. Ten. It's not that hard to tell. It's pretty apparent. But you can tell that your words sting. And you can also tell that she knows that you're right. She starts to make these gestures with her hands. You guys see four gates similar to the one that the hand just walked through. Before you go, you there, tall, gangly one. Yeah. I can sense from your uh, companions that they have both received boons of sorts here in the Feywild. And I sense that you have not. But I can tell from the little bit that you've spoken with me, you have a, a very level head. and. The ability to look quite objectively at various situations, which is very necessary for many things. It's necessary to have balance in all things, as I obviously do not. And so I will um, grant you with this. And in her like large form of like 10 feet tall, she reaches her hand down and you see a gleaming silver shield. And in the, like, the center of the shield, there is like a dull aquamarine gemstone and from the gemstone there are kind of like 
cracks and sigils that spread out across the shield. And she hands it to you. Presents. Present time. Santa? <laughs> and Brian, you can add the spell steel shield to your inventory. While holding this shield, you have a plus one bonus to AC. Yeah, this is in addition to the already plus two bonus you gain from shields. It has two properties. Uh, it is magical metal, so you gain advantage against all spell saving throws while it's equipped, and you also gain the ability spell steal. As a reaction to the casting of a spell, you may expend the shield's charge and attempt to steal the spell being cast. Oh. If the spell is of second level or lower, you automatically succeed, negating the casted spell and storing it within the shield. If the spell is of third level or higher, you must pass the intelligent saving throw that is DC 12 plus the spell's level. If you fail the saving throw, the spell rebounds and you take the amount of the spell's level D6s of force damage. So if it's a fourth ah. level spell, you take 46 <laughs> force damage. That's a, that's a gamble there. The spell is stored up to 12 hours or your next long rest, whichever comes first, during which time you can choose to expend the stored spell and cast it. This is bad. Ah! That's dope. That's really cool. So. Uh, you equip this shield, and Mab gives you all a nod and sits back in her throne. Before I go, what would you like your last words to your daughter to be? Come home. A tear escapes Victoria's eye, and she just steps through the portal. You. Each step through the portal, Carlic included, and you, a feeling that you've become kind of familiar with, start to feel direction shift, gravity change, your feet uh, leave the ground, and you see images flashing uh, through your mind, through your eyes, uh, until you feel your feet touch the ground and you feel a blistering cold wind. Uh, you hear the crunch of snow beneath your feet. You open your eyes to see a fiery red sky as the sun is beginning to rise and you guys are all on the long field that you saw those few days ago the one i died in <laughs> yeah uh, but in the material plane it's only been one evening and you see the tents lining either side you have the pantry at your backs and as you open your eyes again you feel this blistering cold wind stinging at your skin snow is swirling through the air and you look behind yourselves and you see the pantry, but in front of the pantry, you see four crystalline gems that are each about six feet tall. And inside, encased in each one of them, there's one that is yellow, one that is pink, one that is red, and one that is green. Uh, and you see each of the Lord's weapons within. And in the middle of them, you see the hand. You see Veronica. She has sigils etched out in the ground, linking from the circle around her to each of the gemstones. And you can see the siphoning of energy from each of the gemstones. And then you see the sigils connecting to the door of the pantry. And you can already see the glowing orbs on the door starting to pulse slightly. As you see the hand deep in focus going through an intense, intricate ritual as she casts this. She does, though, in her focus, notice you guys each appear. She grimaces. Can't really talk to you as she is deep in focus, but she does reach out a hand and 
the circle of sigils around her extends out in front of you, and you see this large barrier materialize, separating you guys from her, and it encircles the entirety of the pantry, keeping you guys separate from making your way to her. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do? Okay, um, I'm gonna blow my dog whistle. Uh-huh. And I want Toby to just, like, get as close to the barrier as he can, just, like, oh. barking as loudly and distracted as he possibly oh. can. Just, like, running the edge of the shield and barking. Bark! And bark! Just being yes, master! Really yes, I will! I will! Uh, you see Toby appear uh, and just start barking. Doesn't seem to really do anything to break her concentration, um, but Toby's yipping around the barrier right now. Um, how how far away would you say the barrier is? I would say you guys are probably currently about 30 feet from the barrier, and then she is probably about 15 feet behind the barrier. Okay, so uh, Victoria just takes out her pistol. She's trying to test a theory. She wants to see what happens to something that goes through the barrier. Okay. So she's just going to take a shot at it. Uh, make me an attack roll. Wow. That's a nat 20 for a 28. Whoa! Whoa. All right. Uh, yeah, roll damage. Shit. Balls. Fuck. Five points. Five points. Wow. Yikes. That's big sad. Yeah. You see when you focus on the barrier mm-hmm. that there are glowing runes within it. It's almost like a cyclone. Uh, yeah. But when you look closely, you see like these glowing like silver runes and you see colors similar to the cafeteria. You see yellow, you see pink, red, green, intricate sigils and runes. And you see when you fire, you happen to hit one of the runes and it kind of fizzles out. And it was not a whole lot, but you do see the barrier ever so slightly ripple. Okay. But as you do that, you see the hand's eye open once more and you each hear in your heads... Oh, you have no idea what you're messing with. Everybody roll initiative. Okay, oh. yes. Twenty. Fifteen. Uh, it was an eight initiative, but my staff just recharged to the max capacity. <laughs> Yay! Okay, at the top of the round uh, is the hand's layer action. You see the sigils around her arc out. They reach the barrier, and a swirling of runes starts to glow and it starts to separate itself from the barrier breaking off, and this rune swarm makes its way out in front of you guys. And uh, that brings us to you, Victoria. Cool. So she turns to the guys and says, uh, the barrier needs to come down, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. She kneels, takes her shotgun up, and she's gonna fireball. All right. Uh, let me roll a dexterity saving throw for the rune swarm. Uh, it rolled an 18, so it will succeed. Okay. Uh, but the barrier, I technically does not have dexterity, so I guess it just fails. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's go! <laughs> oh my god, okay. Um, Time for math. That's a fuck ton of points. But is it enough? I guarantee you it's not. Motherfucker. 47 points of damage. Woo, boy. All right. Uh, so then the rune swarm will take half of that. Yeah, you whip out wit's end. The swirls on the side start to glow as you charge up this fireball. You basically like have to kneel down and kind of brace yourself. It's just, it shoots across and you see like snow start to melt as this thing evaporates. Yeah, just in this straight <laughs> line. Uh, and it hits the barrier and just arcs out in this huge explosion. Uh, you see it does not make its way through the barrier, so the hand is unaffected. Uh, but the rune storm is certainly caught up in the blast. 
and uh, you do a hefty chunk of damage to this thing. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Yes. I, as a bonus action, turn to Cecil and say, I don't know, man. Fuck shit up. You're awesome. And give him bardic inspiration. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's 1d8. (laughs) All right. Uh, That brings us to the hand who is concentrating on this ritual. Then that brings us to Cecil's turn. Okay. Um, Yeah, you know, I think I, I think I might. I think I might fuck shit up. <laughs> I, think I've, uh, yeah, I was contemplating you know, that. Seems like a good day. Fuck shit up. Actually, alternatively, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to reach into my bag and I'm going to pull out a scroll that I have. Fuck. And I'm going to cast Holy Aura, an eight level abjuration spell. I know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it do be like that. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I take out the scroll. I look at the text and I, I'm like, wait a sec. This is this is written in Sylvan. I know Sylvan. And I'm going to cast it. <laughs> oh, my God. It comes back. Very good. Very good. Oh, my God. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to cast I'm going to cast Holy Aura. So for the next all minute, right. uh, everyone has advantage on all saving throws. Oh, let's and every go. attack against you for the next minute is at disadvantage. Ooh. Yep. Yes. You also, all three of y'all, actually all four of us, uh, we all shed five feet of light. We are all Ooh. lit up. <laughs> it's lit. Oh my God. Actually, the rune storm hates light. Uh, it dies on the spot. See, <gasps> are you serious? No, absolutely oh. not. Oh <laughs> I was like, my God. I'll take it. Yeah. You pull out the scroll and read, read these sylvan words and um it starts to disintegrate in your hands but as it does it sheds this this bright light and encases all of you and you all feel this just sense of protection and confidence uh as this spell descends upon each of you and cecil would you like to do anything else uh i will as a bonus action i will summon a spirit totem all righty yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna summon my hawk spirit again you all have advantage on perception checks and yeah, uh, that'll be the end of my turn. Alrighty. Uh, that brings us to Karlik's turn. Uh, he's going to look at you guys and he's going to go, okay, uh, do you guys need me to do more damage right now or provide some more support? What are you guys needing? Damage. Uh, damage. damage. Damage? Let's go. Alright, he pushes up his sleeves and says, let's fucking go! And he's going to rage. Yes! <laughs> Man, when Karlik dies, I'm going to be unwell. No! (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to just start charging towards the Rune Swarm. Uh, And that will be the Rune Swarm's turn. Oh, I'm last. (laughs) It's okay, this Rune Swarm swarm is not going to touch us. It's not going to do any damage. Uh, It's it's going to do nothing. He's going to alter the HP just for that. Yeah, it's going to do nothing. It's it's going to be nothing. Well, who knows? I'm so nervous. Okay, this rune swarm, as Karlik is charging towards it, is just going to encase him, and it's going to swarm Karlik. Then it is going to use cutting runes. It's going to multi-attack. It's going to take two attacks. Both with are a disadvantage. disadvantage. Yep. First one is going to fail. Second one will also fail. Oh, wait. Actually. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, no, um, actually, no. Okay, yeah. It's only a 13, and Karlik has an AC of 14. Uh, so it will miss as well. But as it swirls around Karlik, it is also going to use its ability rune cast. And I need to roll a d6. And something's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, okay, Brian, you get the sense that something is trying to cast a spell on you. Are you willing to take on this spell or would you rather not? Um, 
I'll take it. Okay. The rune swarm glows, and there's two runes that drift off of it, and they settle on Brian. Uh, and what? Brian, you gain the benefits of expeditious retreat and freedom of movement for one minute. Ooh. Whoa. I don't, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Basically, you can move a lot faster. You can take a dash action as a bonus action instead of having to use your action to do it. Mm-hmm. And I believe you cannot be grappled or restrained. Monk and rogue shit. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Also, you're unaffected by difficult terrain. Other magical effects can either reduce the target speed. Uh, you can't be paralyzed or restrained. Right. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, fast as fuck, boy. Uh, and that is the end of the Rune Swarm's turn. And Brian, that becomes your turn. I cast Mirror Image. All right. Solid. Uh, yeah, your staff glows at the tip and uh, three <laughs> nice. additional... Just just the tip glows, and three identical images of Brian appear. Nice! And uh, you cast the mirror image spell. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Uh, I'm going to get closer. Okay. You use your movement, and you come face to face with the barrier. Back to the top of the round. It is the hands layer action. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Uh, she's going to surrender because we were too powerful. No. She decides no. to hug us instead. Solve our problems no. through... Cuddle, puddle. Diplomacy. Well, she will try and grab you. Uh, she's going to use Arcane Fist uh, as out of the barrier, this hand of runes extends, and it's going to try and grab Brian. Technically can't grab you, but it can still do damage. It's a disadvantage. I know, the first one was a natural 20. Uh, second one was a 23, so it will hit, but it's not a nat 20, so that's good. Um, it, it does hit one of my duplicates, not me. Ooh! Solid. Solid. Uh, forgot about so that good. damn mirror image. Yeah, uh, it gra- reaches out to try and grab you, and it just passes through one of your mirror images as the hand reaches back into the barrier. And that comes to Victoria's turn. She, <laughs> like, rum- rummages through her bag throws on like a half sleeve of the robe of useful items and she's going to pull off the patch of the spell scroll. Okay. And materializing in her hand is a third level spell, which I believe you get to pick. I believe I do. It's just a confidence booster. Makes you feel really good about your daily affirmations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Roll me a D100. Okay. 52. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. You'll never fucking believe uh, what spell that is. Uh, Yeah, you pull off this spell scroll, and uh, you look at the title of the spell, and uh, it is the spell Motivational Speech. (laughs) Shut the fuck up! up. As an action, you can choose up to five creatures with a range that can hear you. For the duration, each affected creature gains five temporary hit points and has advantage on wisdom saving throws. Uh, If a creature is hit by an attack, it has advantage on the next attack roll it makes. Once an affected creature loses the temporary hit points granted by the spell, the spell ends for that creature. Okay, and as a bonus action, I'm going to turn to Brian and say, You're also awesome, fuck shit up! Um, And give you bardic inspiration. All right, that brings us to the hand's turn, who is again still focusing on this ritual. Uh, As you see the hand's focus, you see the yellow crystal start to pulse and start to vibrate, and you see the yellow orb on the door go dim. Fuck! That's Cecil's turn. All right, we gotta get this down. We gotta get this down. I'm gonna stand 30 feet away from the barrier. I'm gonna aim my staff at it. I'm gonna gonna cast Blight. All right, cool. It's gonna roll. That's a seven. Sixty-one points of necrotic damage. Oh! 
61. Holy shit. Okay, uh, you do need to roll me a magic surge. It's a 17. Okay. Uh, yeah, using the uh, the staff as a focus, uh, you see the woods on the end starts to wither as this just necromantic energy seeps out. It looks like it like infiltrates the barrier as it like you see these tendrils of black energy start to eat away at various runes and the barrier, and you see it ripple and start to shudder as uh, this necrotic spell seeps through it. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Well, I'm just going to use my full movement 30 feet to get to the side and get away from the swarm, wherever the swarm is. Okay, cool. You drift off to the side, uh, and as you start to strafe over, Karlik is just flailing wildly in the middle <laughs> of this swarm. Carlic <laughs> uh, does 26 damage to this hey. swarm as he just. Ooh. That's awesome. You just, you guys just see like a little light shining in the middle yeah, of this cool. swarm, vibrating violently. Yes, and with that, the rune swarm will take its attacks. Um, both at disadvantage. Both at disadvantage. Yes. First attack misses. Second attack. Also misses. Woo! Unfortunate for Yay. me. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Runic Swarm. It will then use its rune cast ability. <laughs> uh, you guys see this one large rune float out from the top of it. And it glows and this gate opens and you just see a stampede of elk descend and run in a straight line. And uh, Victoria and Brian, you were both in the way of this stampede. You both need to make a strength saving throw. At advantage. Yes. Dirty 20. 14. 14. That is a fail, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so, Victoria, you will take 13 damage. Okay. And, Brian, you will take 6 as these elk run past you. And then, Cecil, you watch this happen. And, like, after they run for about 50 feet, they just kind of vanish. And that brings us to Brian's turn. All right. Um, I'm going to use my Divine Smite. And just, like, try and <laughs> just absolutely destroy it. Qui-Gon Jinn, lightsaber. Yeah. You're trying to Phantom Menace. Through the door. Essentially, yeah. Victoria's second favorite Star Wars no, movie. No, it is not. That is not my second favorite. Andy's or Victoria's? Andy and Victoria. <laughs> For, first attack is going to be 15. Second attack is going to be 17. They will both hit. All right. First one does 22 damage. And then the second one, uh, six damage. All right. You hammer away and this bright light shines as you smash into this barrier and you see runes start to fizzle and you, you look and you see much less runes than were there before. That brings us to the hands layer action. You see sigils crawl out and reach towards each one of you and they start to glow this dark, dark purple. They reach your feet and you see them like start to crawl up your body and reach towards your head. Uh, and everybody make me an intelligence saving throw with advantage. With advantage. <laughs> that's honestly more than anything. That's the most annoying part about having spells like that cast, because every time I say anything, everyone's like, uh, uh, with uh, advantage, add a, add a D4, hey. subtract a D4. Oh, no. <laughs> 21. Dirty 20. 19. Okay, everybody passes, uh, so you will take half damage. You all take six psychic damage as you feel almost like a million thoughts try to enter your head at once. This static tries to take control of your brain for a little bit. 
Um, but you guys manage to push it off as you each glow like little lava lamps running around in the snow. Uh, and that will bring us to Victoria. At second level, I cast Shatter. All right. It rolled a 13. 14, bitch. 14. All right. Yeah, it fails. Roll damage. Uh, it was 11 points of damage. Okay. You almost see it. It looks like the air just kind of cracks and splinters as you hear this shake across the field and runes start to drift down and disappear. And the barrier is very close to breaking at this point. And as you guys look, you see the pink crystal uh, with the short bow inside pulse and you see the sigils light up and the the pink orb on the pantry dim. And that brings us to Cecil's turn. Okay, taking Victoria's lead, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. All right. Oh, let's go. Oh, sorry. Uh, Victoria, you do need to make a uh, magic surge check. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is, baby. <laughs> One. What's going to happen? Let's Roll go. me a D100. I, I miss my extra arm, you know? I know. 49. Ooh, tough. Uh, you cast Entangle centered on yourself. Okay. Out of the ground, these like frosted roots uh, just start to encircle and twist around you. And uh, I believe in a 20-foot square, you have difficult terrain around you. You need to make me a strength saving throw as well. With, with advantage. advantage. Woo-hoo! Uh-huh. <laughs> that's going to be the title of the session, just with advantage. With advantage. Um, that's a 10. You are restrained. Okay. Wait, did you have to make a save just then? Yeah, I did. Did you make it at advantage? Yep. Yes, she did. Sorry. Oh, man. (laughs) 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 Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) If I have to ruin one more fucking person, remind somebody else to make make something with advantage. (laughs) So back to Cecil's turn. Cecil, you cast Thunderwave. I do. And I am going to cast this to try and catch the swarm and the barrier. Okay. So that means Brian and Karlik will be affected by this. Okay. Fine. It's a constitution save of 15. Constitution save 15. Ooh, uh, the barrier rolled a nat 20, and the rune swarm rolled a nat 1. Um, but because it's within Karlik's space, it actually gets to re-roll. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's going to be so mad. Brian, you do need to make a constitution saving throw as well. Oh, Karlik rolled a 2. Yes, advantage. With advantage, you're right. <laughs> Fuckers. You love us. Karlik rolled a 14. That's going to fail. 21. Okay. So 16 points of thunder damage. All right. The rune swarm also takes 16 points, as does Karlik. Buddy. And as you cast this, Brian, you also take eight points of damage. But uh, Cecil, you do literally just enough (gasps) to break the barrier as this echoes across the field and you see the snow shift and the wind actually stops for a few seconds as the barrier starts to fade away and you guys are now face to face or not face to face but without any restriction between you and the hand as she grits her teeth and rolls her shoulders kind of adjusts her robe a little bit i guess i'll have to do it myself that brings us to Karlik as he still not quite sure what's going on just blindly moshes within the rune swarm so he's going to take two attacks. First one's a nat 20. Oh, nice. Second one is 22. So both of those are going to hit. Uh, so Karlik does 25 damage. 
as he loses his shit in the middle of these runes, just screaming and like foaming at the mouth, just like, ah! <laughs> and that's his turn. Uh, the rune swarm's turn. It will again, probably fruitlessly, try and attack Karlik. First one misses. Second one will hit, actually. Did you take that, that second one at disadvantage? I, yes, I did take it at a disadvantage, <laughs> Brandon. Thank you so fucking much for reminding me. I'm so happy. Do it again. <laughs> Carlick takes 10 damage, reduced to 5. And then the Rune Swarm will use its Rune Cast ability. Uh, all right, everybody needs to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh, wow. Carlick rolled another nat 20. 12. 19. 21. Everyone except for Victoria passes. Uh, Victoria, you see one of the runes rises up from the swarm, and it glows a very similar bright light to the one surrounding all of you, uh, but you are blinded uh, until the end of the rune swarm's next turn. Okay. That brings us to you, Brian. No, and I'm mad about it. Um, okay, I'm gonna try. This is a shot in the dark. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand. Okay. And I want to try and grab one of the items out of the crystal. You cast this spell and the mage hand floats forward and it uh, reaches one of the crystals, but it is unable to pass through it. It is a solid object. These crystals are magical in nature, but they are also physical objects that are encasing these weapons. Can I grab a crystal? Um, if it's less than 10 pounds, in theory, I can grab it. It is not less than 10 pounds. <laughs> it is a six foot tall gemstone, my friend. <laughs> all right, it was worth a shot. Would you like to do anything else? Nope, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, that brings us to the hand's layer action. Uh, she is going to use her arcane fist. It's going to try and attack Brian with disadvantage. And it rolls a nat one. Yes. Yay, so fun for me. Wow, this is so tense and so exciting. <laughs> we, uh, we love the <laughs> climactic battle of a villain that's been built up for 40 sessions. Wow. Listen. Great. Uh, Victoria, that's your turn. Great. So Victoria is going to reach in her bag um, and pull out a little plant. And she's just going to very loudly say, hey, Veronica. She's going to rip the one and only leaf left on it because the guys each have one. She's mm-hmm. going to crush it. She's going to misty step 30 feet forward to get out of her strain. Give me just one second. I can't use it. I checked. You teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. Mm-hmm. You are blinded right now. Oh, fuck. How did I get? Okay. Um. Retake. Oh. Take it again. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> then you know what? It would can be I really take- funny if you, you pull up. You're like, hey, Veronica. And it just disappears. And you're like. Fuck, wait. Did something, <laughs> hang on. Uh, wait. Just, how just wanted me, to say hi. Uh, <laughs> how, do, hi. How, do, how do I undo blinded? Uh, you just, either if there, if you have a spell that can cure it, or uh, you just wait until the end of the rune swarm's next turn. Okay, so um, willing to take this at disadvantage, I want to take a strike with my pistol. A shot. Okay, sure. At, you can shoot blindly. I was literally lined up. Yeah, you can shoot. It'll again. It'll be a disadvantage, but sure. it will be an advantage because of your holy aura. So, so it will cancel out, and it'll just be a neutral attack. Oh, that's an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shout, "Hey, Veronica!" Pull out a pistol while you're blind <laughs> and just shoot, and it fires like thirty feet over the hand's head. Awesome. And she just like looks and goes, "What the fuck?" Anything else? Or are you done? 
no, it was going to be so cool if I could get the fuck out of there. That would have been really cool. Sorry. Sorry the game <sighs> mechanics are a thing. That brings us to the hand's turn. Victoria, you shout at her and fire over her head. She looks down and looks across the battlefield at you, cracks her neck back and forth, and you hear her voice in your head. Oh, lovely to see you again. When was the last time? It was, uh, right when you were dead on this field. And then when was the time before that? Oh, that's right. Boomer Field. I remember digging through your brain and finding all kinds of secrets in there. You'd hate for, uh, anyone to find out about those, wouldn't you? Oh, that's right, because she's the she was the fortune teller. That's correct. That's right. You get this sense of dread, and you think of some of the most embarrassing secrets you have about yourself. Personal feelings, things that you've done, and you have this fear that they will be revealed. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw with advantage, but also with disadvantage, because the hand did peek through your memories and has a first-hand experience of them, so you will make this at a flat roll. Okay. Thirteen. That is a fail. Okay. You, out of fear of your secrets being revealed, are charmed by the hand. I have advantage against being charmed. Against spells being charmed. This is not a spell. This is an ability. Cool, 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 cool. So, you are currently charmed by the hand, and uh, she will direct you to take some action uh, on your turn. She will then use a bonus action, and she is going to use Bardic Discouragement. Uh, Brian, you have uh, the next roll you make. Uh, you must subtract a d10 from it. As you recall thoughts in your past of just mistakes you've made and times that you've messed up, uh, and you're like, fuck, I'm, a com- I'm kind of a failure, uh, and you are discouraged. But you do see that the ritual is paused. Uh, She did not take an action to focus on the ritual. So currently two of the orbs are dulled. Two of them are still lit. That brings us to Cecil's turn. Dispel magic on Victoria. Oh, bless your heart. All right. Bless your heart. I would say it would be about a fifth level. Okay. DC of 15. The natural 18 plus nine. All right. Uh, Cecil, you extend your staff and Victoria, you are bogged down by the fear and paranoia of your secrets being revealed. My eyes are dark green and I point my staff at Victoria and I say, there's still work to be done. Victoria, you are broken from this (laughs) this charmed effect and uh, you are now no longer blinded. Um, Oh, shit. Damn it. Oh, there's so much stuff too to many. run on this. On, oh, there's so much. It's too much. It's too much. Oh, grr. It's so much. That's okay. You can be nice. You can be nice. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> so that was my action to dispel the magic. I'm going to try and start circling around the opposite side. All right. You make your way over. That is going to be Karlik's turn. He is just raving in this rune swarm. Two attacks for Karlik. Uh, first one hits, second one will miss. Uh, he does 13 damage. That brings us to the Rune Swarm's turn. It will take two attacks, disadvantage on Karlik. First one is going to hit, actually. It's a 15. Second one will miss. Karlik takes 11 damage, reduced to six. How's he looking? 
He's looking fine. Okay. He's raging still. He's fine. He's a beefy boy. Yeah. And then the rune swarm will rune cast. Everybody make me another constitution saving throw. As another bright rune appears from the top of the swarm. Natural 20. 15. 16. All right. Uh, Everybody passes this. And uh, that brings us to Brian's turn. I uh, look at the hand and cast command. Okay. And say dispel. I cannot interpret what you're trying to do with that one word. I honestly don't care what the priority is of which <laughs> thing on the board that she you're takes like, care honestly, of. Uh, but I just want like one of the magical effects on the board to like fucking go. That's the best approach to have. Absolutely. You know what? You interpret that as you will. The hand. Yeah. You interpret <laughs> that as you fucking will, but dispel what is it? fucking it's something. A, that is a 15. She looks at you and she says, you think you can command me? Yeah, bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Phenomenal like comeback. That. Brian, wow, that, was, just that like was really well done. Whispers it under his breath. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to run towards her with my me and my mirror images and hope that the fact that there's four of me running at her is confusing. Can I use a reaction and tell Brian to stop? Sure. Okay, I, I do. I'm going I'm I'm to hold up a hand. And I'm going to say, wait. You see one of the mirror images walks like a few more feet, and then it looks behind it. Ooh, it ooh, kind of hobbles back. That is the end of Brian's turn. That brings us to the hand's layer action. She will uh, use another arcane fist to try and attack Brian at disadvantage. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Okay, well, she hits one of my mirror, and it disappears. The one that ran out a little too far and tries to run back to you guys gets swatted. Um, and that is the end of her layer action. Uh, Victoria, that's your turn. Cecil, how close do I need to be? Don't, don't get too close. Uh... Got it. Um, she's going to still crush the leaf. She was 45 feet away. She's now 15 feet away from the hand. And just back up a bit. Okay. I'm going to take a shot at the hand with my pistol. 15 plus 8. That'll hit. That's 10 points. Cool. Yeah, you fire a shot at her, and it um, grazes her shoulder, and uh, she looks at you kind of dismissively, honestly. Oh. That will be the hand's turn. And Brian and Victoria, you are both within her whispering aura. Uh, I need both of you to make me a uh, wisdom saving throw. 24. 24. Brian says, I'm too fucking smart for you. Too too, too smart for you. 21. All right, you both pass. Uh, You each take only uh, four psychic damage as you hear that kind of similar static buzz around in your head a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Cecil, I need you to make me, ah, fuck. I fucked myself over with this. Make me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. I I know. Um, okay, that's great, because one of them was a, a five, but then I have a natural 19. God damn it! <laughs> All right, yeah, you pass. I like it, I like yep, it. Yep, the spell does nothing, but she will use um, a bonus action and give you, Cecil, as well, Bardic Discouragement. Uh, so your next attack roll, skill check, or saving throw, you must subtract 1d10 awesome. from it. And that brings us to, <laughs> uh, yeah, Cecil, you're up. Alrighty, I'll use 25 feet of movement and get within 20 feet, uh, I'm going to reach into my khaki bag of tricks and I'm going to pull out an animal and I'm going to throw it directly on top of her. As much as I can, I'm going to try and lob it, even if it lands next to her. Okay. Cool. Uh, Just a regular size. Gumbo to brown bear. Yeah! 
Fuck. Yes. 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 It's going to be summoned as soon as Gumbo uh, lands. I'm just going to be like, Maul. All right. Specifically, what I'd like Gumbo to try and do is tackle her. Like to the ground. A, a grapple attack, essentially. Okay. Natural 14 plus 4 for an 18. All right, uh, she rolled a 17. Oh, get out. So, yeah. Gumbo's got a, ba- liter- a literal bear hug. A literal bear hug. Um, I'm going to use the remaining five feet of movement that I have. I'm going to back up five feet, and I'm going to just hold my staff and get ready for my next turn. Cool. At the end of your turn, she is going to use a legendary action. Go for it. Bring it. She's going to use two legendary actions and cast Dimension Door, and she is going to disappear from within Gumbo's grasp. And she is going to appear like 30 feet back uh, right in front of the pantry. Uh, that brings us to Karlik, who's still just going to town on the Rune Swarm. Karlik kills the Rune Swarm, <laughs> uh, finally finishes just hacking away at this thing, and just like looks around wildly. <laughs> Sees a bear and a magical door appear underneath the bear, and he just starts running over there. Yeah. And that takes us to Brian's turn. Okay, um... I'm going to cast aid on both Karlik and Victoria. All right. Um, So your hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five. Awesome. Thank you. Nice. I believe you can also cast that on yourself. I can hit a third person. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do it. Uh, Yeah. You guys all feel like a bolstering and a strengthening of your muscles as Brian casts this spell. Uh, That is a second level spell. So you you will need to make me a magic surge. 12. All right. You're good. Uh, Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Um, me and my mirror's gonna, gonna run towards Cecil. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say you probably make it to about Cecil's side, um, and you dart your way over there. And that brings us to the hand's layer action. She's gonna use another arcane fist now to try and attack Victoria as she is closest. It's a nat one. Fuck me. Uh, this whole encounter is ruined by that stupid spell scroll. No tension, no stakes, just vibes. Uh, that is Victoria's turn. I'm going to cast Shatter at third level on Puck's crystal. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, roll rolled a five on the die. Amazing. So that's going to fail. 19 points of damage. And I think it's technically vulnerable because mm-hmm. it's a construct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you see this crystal and you see Puck's sort of spice drop to the ground. You, you hear the hand go, no! I'm running towards it and picking it up. Okay, are you trying to like wield this yes. or are you just like holding yes. on to it? I'm okay. wielding it. Uh, all right, make me... Ooh. Um... Make me a death saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make me a charisma saving throw. 17. That is going to fail. You pick it up and it like burns in your hand. I don't care. You, but you are forced to drop it. <sighs> Actually, well, you can, you can hold on to it, but you will take damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, you take. Does it feel like it's going to be bad, bad damage or just. You made your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, made yeah. your bed. You will lay in it. <laughs> okay. You take. 12 fire damage. Oh, okay. I will now drop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You still take the damage, uh, yeah, that's but fine. It, it falls to the ground. And ah! you see as it falls in the snow, uh, it kind of melts around it. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You do see, though, that this ritual is disrupted for the time being. Okay, cool. Uh, and the hand is seething. Uh, I'm going to bonus action healing word. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, that will bring us to the hand's turn. 
and she will walk back another 30 feet where she's like right next to Gumbo and she is just going to with the deadest coldest look in her eyes uh just place a hand on Gumbo and cast Aww. chain lightning. Oh, come on. Aww, You're a bitch. That's mean. Yeah, you know, I'm going to kill that bear. Uh, <laughs> and the lightning is going to leap out to Victoria and yep. Cecil as well. Yep. And you yep. guys yep. will both need to make me uh, dexterity saving throws as well. Gumbo rolled a 10. Gumbo failed. I'm, I'm going down, y'all. No. That's a 17 for myself. 17 just passes. Uh, but everyone else will take 10d8 of damage. I don't like that face, Riley. Wipe that face off. <laughs> I need a calculator. Uh, that is a full 61 damage. Yeah, I'm down, y'all. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to cast Absorb Elements at third level. Okay. I will absorb 16 points of that damage. Okay. You will also roll a Magic Surge. Uh, I did, and that was a 16. Great. She glares at all of you, and Gumbo fries to the ground uh, at her hand. She looks at Victoria fall into the ground with just no sympathy. And she says, you will not get in the way of everything that I have created. And Brian, you are in her whispering aura, so you will need to make a wisdom saving throw. 26. Okay, you pass, but you take you take seven psychic damage uh, as you hear phrases and words in your head like failure, never proud of me. Destroy, control, manipulate. And Those are her words, aren't they? You don't know. You're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead you yet. Can't get rid of me that quickly. That is uh, Cecil's turn. Um, yeah, I'm going to run up to the hand, and I am going to shillelagh the hand. All right. Before I do, though, I'm going to pull out a coin. I'm going to oh all boy. or nothing this bad boy. All right. Evens, it's a 20. Odds, it's a 1. Just anything even. Uh, that's a 2. Oh, my God. You crit I, on this oh attack. Catch it. And then I'm going to oh slap. I'm going to slap. So that's going to be 16 plus 4 for 20 points of magical bludgeoning damage plus 16 points of lightning damage. Wowza. Yeah, you hit her with a hefty swing that cracks across her jaw and she turns back to you and like with sheer force of will just resets her jaw <coughs> right in front of you. And then I'm going to say, uh, dang it, there was a cool line. You said something about you'll not stand in our way and I was going to be like, but I will, but it's fine because I'm going to point to uh, Victoria on the ground that I'm going to bonus action cast healing word at third level. <laughs> you already you already <laughs> bonus yeah, action. Bonus action. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's alright. I'm Sorry, ready to roll. What, what, what was that? I didn't quite understand what it you you're you're seeing kind of you. tripping over your yeah, wrecked, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be all I can do. Looking at the hand, I'm gonna say what too much of a chicken to fight a boy and I'm gonna I'm gonna take my shillelagh and I'm gonna like do some cool Jedi tricks with it. And I'm going to start backing away. <laughs> I'm going to try and draw her ire. And I'm going to move my full 30 feet. You already used oh, I did, your I, I movement didn't to, to get, get to her. her. Dang it. <laughs> Jesus Look, Christ. <laughs> you seem like you're about to step back, but you also seem kind of out of breath to really make <laughs> it. <you>. What is? <laughs> Great. That 
brings us to Karlik's turn, who, seeing Cecil go in on the hand, is just going to join the party. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to take two attacks. Uh, first one is still going to miss. He only rolled a 12. Buddy, come on. Uh, second one is uh, a nat one, but he's re-rolls because he's lucky. And that's also going to miss. He runs up and just in a blind rage, the hand can just like read all of his movements and just like ducks out of one, uh, like brushes another one aside, completely unbothered by his presence. Uh, Brian, that's your turn. Okay, I'm going to go over to Victoria. Um, and how much, how, how much you, you're at zero? I'm a zero. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you going to say are you negative? Like what are we looking at? Yeah, how, how, everything? You're um, bending over this unconscious body just like, hey, 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 how much <laughs> hey, you How you doing? How, how much? Um, how, how are you doing? Okay, so on my way, uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> this is. I realize this is gonna suggest something that it shouldn't, but Ryan is panicked and just starts taking his clothes off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian oh develops pneumonia. So, oh I know it's cold, but Brian just starts taking his clothes off so that by the time he gets to Victoria. <laughs> He touches her shoulder and gives her, I'm going to give you 20 hip outs with lay on hands. Oh my gosh. Um, All right. But I'm completely naked. Completely? What? Why? Completely? Why? (laughs) Because it's the only way it works. No, that's not the only way it works. Uh, But no, that's Brian takes everything way too literally. 100%. You're saying saying Brian has stripped down to the nude. Absolutely. (laughs) You're not even wearing underwear? No. Completely, and she just takes wakes everything, up with you takes everything down over. Wait, I'm behind you. I'm not like over you. I'm just touching your shoulder. So me. I'm just looking up. <laughs> yeah, and- you you just you see Brian, and you see like you you kind of see his shoulders a little bit, and you're like, that's kind of weird. Uh, but you're you're conscious again. Brian, weird choice. She, listen, a lot happened while you were down. This is the time to play defense, and I just like help Victoria. <laughs> She she does the thing where she like brings her hands in and like tries not to like oh touch you. <laughs> Victoria and pretends to still be dead. I mean, okay, Brian. Uh, Brian, is that the end of your godforsaken turn? <laughs> you are insane. That comes up to the hands uh, oh, layer action. She's gonna try and grapple Cecil. Fifteen. That misses. All right. The arcane fist tries to grab Cecil, but again misses. And uh, Victoria, that's your turn as you stand next to a completely stark naked Brian cool. in the cold. <laughs> the snow whipping uh-huh. past your face, uh, the blistering wind battering your bodies. Uh, what would you like to do? I would like to cast Shatter, third level on Queen Mab's staff crystal. All right. Uh, constitution save. That's another five on the die. Uh, roll me that damage. Fifteen. That doubled by the vulnerability is just enough to Amazing. shatter the crystal yeah. as uh, bits of I- emerald scatter across the snow. Great. I run up to it. You want to try and pick it up? I'm scared it's going to do the same thing, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. I'm picking it up. All right. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Do I? It's still, still advantage. advantage. We got correct? three, yes, three, three more rounds of that. We have three more rounds. Thank you. I think it's just infinity. You know what? Actually, uh, Daniel's right. I, it is. Yeah. You know what? Actually, the hand has three wish spell scrolls uh, and actually just kills all of you. So how about <laughs> that? He, I, listen, I'm naked. Nothing. No wrong can happen. That is not the lesson to take away from this. <laughs> That's absolutely and, the lesson to take away. Am I still close to Brian? No, Do you I are get, not close okay. to Brian. 
You are not close to the naked. 18? <laughs> that is a fail. Uh, you are going to take... Fuck! Uh, you take 13 acid damage as you try to grasp this staff. Can I bonus action drink a healing potion? You sure can. That brings us back to the hand's turn, who is really confused by the naked teenage boy that is uh, now... I would like to clarify, there are three naked teenage boys because there are two mirror images. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. There are three naked teenage boys standing near Victoria. I ran away, bro. Oh, true, true. Yeah, the hand is really baffled by this underage Chippendale show that is uh, unraveling before her, and she is just going to avert her eyes from that situation and uh, focus Smart. on Cecil. Uh, Cecil, you do need to make a wisdom saving throw as you are in her whispering aura. Karlik will make one as well. The natural 20 for a... Okay. Uh, you pass and Karlik will fail. Wow, I rolled three ones. Uh, so you both only take one damage. Or sorry, Karlik takes three. Okay. As you hear these whispers and these angry, paranoid feelings in your head. And then, uh, Cecil, make me a wisdom saving throw. 23. Actually, you do need to uh, roll me your bardic discouragement. That's right. Because it is a saving throw. It's an 18. Okay, still passes. As she attempts to cast a spell on you, you almost feel the urge to serve her, but then you regain consciousness and you break free of that. But she will use a bonus action and give you another bardic discouragement. Stop it. As you think, man, like, I'm really short and like, damn, you know, life's tough. Um, Short king. No, you're discouraged. No, don't. You're, you're, no, no, don't take solace. Don't take solace in that. No, no, no. You're supposed to be sad about it. Uh, Cecil, that is your turn. Um, I'm going to look at Carlock and I'm going to ask, how you feeling, buddy? You feeling all right? <gasps> Does he look like he's pretty rough? He, uh, he's raging, but uh, he looks still pretty okay. Okay. I'm going to bonus action, Misty Step, with the lead 30 feet away. Okay. I'm going to use my action to take my staff. I'm going to look at Carlock and I'm going to say, sorry, buddy. And I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns in a 20-foot circle centered directly on the hand. She needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. She rolls a 16. That saves. Okay. I'll also roll for Carlick. He rolled a one, but he's lucky. He rolled another one. Uh, unlucky for him. Buddy. 32 points of piercing damage. Ooh. Okay, so 16. And same for Karlik, because he is raging. Uh, you see, similar to the roots uh, that grabbed at Victoria earlier, this just enormous wall of thorns, almost as if it came from the pantry itself, raises up. Uh, and she manages to dodge out of the way, but does get cut a good deal as she does. She's still in the center of it. Okay. And then I'm going to scream to Karlik, use the leaf. Karlik does not have a leaf. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, bud. <laughs> All right, uh, that is Karlik's turn. Uh, he is going to try and attack the hand. First is going to miss. Second will hit. He does 13 damage to the hand. You can't see it because he is currently encased in this wall of thorns. At the end of his turn, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That is a 14. Okay, so he'll still take damage. 14 points of piercing damage boost to 7 because he's still waging. Okay. Cool. Karlik takes that damage. Brian, it's your turn. Actually, sorry, before that, she is going to take a legendary action. She's going to spend two legendary actions and cast Dimension Door once more. 
you see just on the other side of the, the Wall of Thorns. It almost looks like she just opens a door through the Wall of Thorns and just steps out. Uh, super casual. And now, Brian, it's your turn. Great. I cast Magic Missile. Okay. That is nine. All right. You see these little arcane missiles fire off, and uh, she is not looking great at the moment. She's going to take a layer action, try and attack Cecil. Uh, arcane Fist is going to miss. Uh, that brings us to Victoria's turn. Oh, boy. Going to cast one more Shatter at third level on the hand. Okay. Roll me a Magic Surge while I roll the Constitution saving throw. Seven. Seven. All right. She rolled an uh, eight. Great. 17 points of damage. Show your work, Victoria. <gasps> no. What? No. What a comeback. No. That can't be possible. She that low? It is. I just blasted her with three missiles. I mean, we've been- I just blasted her. Um, fuck. This is poetic. I think she just hears come home in her mother's voice that's on such a level that it just impacts any metal or armor, anything she's wearing, turns it into shrapnel and strikes her in the chest. You hear this cracking around her as these words reverberate and you even hear like the her bones crack inside. As she falls to her knees, her eyes wide as she looks at the broken crystals and the sigils that have been smeared, this ritual that has been ruined. Seeing that the threat is essentially nullified for the moment, Victoria takes off her robe of useful things and uses it to pick up Mab's spear and very hurt herself, almost limping towards Veronica. She drags it over with her and falls on her knees next to her. And I put it in her hands and I just kneel there and put my hands over hers and just stare into her eyes. You place this staff in her hands and you see that it actually does not hurt her with her from what you've learned now, her Archfey bloodline, this is technically her birthright. And she holds it in her hands and she looks up at you. You know, there is one thing that I learned from her and that was control. Control by any means possible. Manipulation, blackmail, fear. And so when I left, that was all I knew how to do get what I want I would manipulate anyone if it meant that I could get back at her even if it meant taking down the entire world with me you could have been so much better than her you have so much going for you and you could have been better you know sometimes there's lessons that we learn from our parents and there's some things that are just too deeply ingrained sometimes. Maybe it's in my blood. Who knows? Um, I'm gonna go kneel next to Victoria. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out 
healing potion up. McKenna said it to yourself. Who is this for? Who is that for? Tell me now, or I'm going to make a choice. Choice your story. <laughs> and she looks back down at the hand. See, the thing is, <laughs> I'm sorry that's the lesson you learned. And I'm sorry that you thought manipulation and control and secrets and revealing those secrets were meant power. (laughs) I used to think that too. But there's so much more power (laughs) in breaking those chains. And the grabs the healing potion just clasps it in their hands hers in the hands and she looks at Cecil and she goes Cecil the reason I tried to beat the shit out of you in Bummerfield is because you used a disguise an unfair advantage to hit on someone who I also liked because someone did that to me Brian, I've had a really big crush on you for a while, and I've, I haven't known what to say or how to say it, but I'm going to own up to it, and I don't care how you feel. I hope it doesn't ruin a friendship, because you were both so dear to me. And for a while, if I'm being completely honest... This world seemed a lot better than our own. And I had every intention of staying. So I haven't been a big help in getting us home. But I swear to you now, I I will get us there. And she looks back down at the hand. Go home. Go home. Do what we can't go home. Make me a persuasion check. With advantage. Um, could I give her guidance for that? Yeah. That's a 25. Holding the hand of Veronica, I lift her up and I put her arm around my shoulder. Still clutching the healing potion. I cast Dimension Door up to the pantry. Does she go with me? She does. I get her to the tree, to the door, and I pull one more healing potion out of my pocket, and I stick it in her hands, and I say, Go home. She looks at you, and she looks at all of you, and you see the, the faintest hint of a smile at her lips. <laughs> now, I was obviously curious about you all when I first met you. So that was obviously one reason why I trapped you here. But the other was envy. 
envy it, your your freedom, your youth to the choices you could make. Because I had ruined mine. No. You spent it poorly. But it's not fair. We're always still a kid at heart. We're always still the same age, no matter how old we grow. You're still a little girl who found trinkets in the sand that Puck hit. You're still the same little girl who made food for all of her aunts and uncles that they loved. And you're still that girl who looks a lot like me, who sat next to Puck and wanted to do more. And you still can't. Don't waste what's left. Do something better than she ever treated you and better than she'll ever be. And I push her towards the portal of the tree. As you do, you each see the four fey weapons rise from the ground and get sucked to her side as she falls through with Mab's spear in hand and the other fey weapons. She falls through the portal and you guys feel a rumbling beneath your feet as you see the wall of thorns that Cecil had raised and the entangled roots that you had created start to sink back into the ground as it feels like the pantry is settling and you feel the snow and the blistering wind stop and you hear birds chirping you see the snow begin to melt beneath your feet as some semblance of balance seems to have been restored for the time being. I put my clothes back on. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, class is dismissed. and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D-Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you, and we'd love it even more if you consider sharing it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is, as always, done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff is in the description as well. Check it out, guys. You do not want to miss it. Until next time, drink some hot cocoa. Oh my gosh, guys, it's like we're getting into the winter season. It's so cold and chilly outside and like curling up with some hot cocoa right now and like a great movie with some friends has been some of the best evenings I've had in a while the past few weeks. So highly would recommend some hot cocoa with a movie and some friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session.
it's only just now hit oh that, that revelation that, that 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 admission of of admiration uh oh that's too good Naked. The reason I had to put my hand over my mouth was because it was such a beautiful moment, but in my brain I was like, I am butt naked. <laughs> I kept trying to give you an out. I was like, just to your underwear? Just to like, just take off your hoodie? You're like, no, I am you, naked right now. Did you think you were going to die and that's your fortune yes, cookie? Yes, that's exactly what she oh thought. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh my god, I knew oh it. Oh my god. What a gorgeous moment.